Welcome to session 54 of the Bible in a Year commentary. If you started this series on the 1st of January, then today should be the 23rd of February. Today we'll be looking at Deuteronomy 4-6 and Psalm 54. But so far in Deuteronomy, we've read through the beginning of Moses' sermon to the new generation of Israelites. We noted how the perspective shifts, as now it seems like the narrator is looking back at this time in Israel's history from their future, from the other side of the river. We read as Moses recapped how the Israelites got here from Egypt. And in particular, we zoomed in on how this retelling showed us that the collective term of descendants of Nephilim was Rephaim. Moses pointed out that everywhere the neighbouring nations had settled, they had first driven out and killed all the Rephaim there. In the same way, the Israelites will need to drive out and kill all the Rephaim in the land they enter. They are a sign of spiritual rebellion and must be removed. So let's jump in with Deuteronomy 4 to 6. Having recapped how they got to this point, Moses goes on to encourage the people to be faithful to their commitment to God. This begins with a call to listen, Shema. This word and theme is going to come up again and again. That is more than just hearing. It's hearing and taking in. And so Moses encourages them to follow all the rules of God, not allowing themselves to be influenced by other religions to remove or add any. He then says if they stay committed to these laws, then eventually the other nations will see how these rules have led the Israelites to prosper and will realise how wise these rules are and will follow them too. We apply a similar way of thinking to our lives as Christians. If we are faithful to how God calls us to live, it should develop a real peace and joy in our lives. When others see that peace and joy, they're then more persuaded to live the way God says because they want what we have. Moving on, Moses challenges the Israelites not to get caught up in idolatry and reminding them that there is no God like their God, so they shouldn't worship anyone else. There's two warnings here. The first is not to worship images they make with their own hands, be it an image they try to make of God, an image they make of their ancestors, or an image they make of animals. These are all just some items made out of wood, metal or clay. Why should they pay them any attention when they themselves are images of God and they have access to God himself? These idols cannot hear Shema, the people, like God does. The other warning is to not look at the sun or moon or stars and worship them, the hosts of heaven. These were seen as spiritual beings and while real and powerful, unlike the images the humans made themselves, they are not to be worshipped. They too are just images of God and do not compare with him. It even says of these spiritual beings that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. That's Deuteronomy 4 verse 19. Not only does this highlight God's authority over these spiritual beings, but also hinted at what we mentioned back in Genesis 10 and 11, that God allotted different spiritual beings over the different nations. They are meant to be national spiritual guardians, not God's to be worshipped. Moses then reminds them of the Ten Commandments, the basis for all the other laws. Multiple times the Israelites are to hear Shema, the word of God, and even that God hears their word. Have a look at Deuteronomy 5 verse 28. He then summarises this into the most important law. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So that's Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 5. This is known as the Shema because of that strong call to hear. And to this day, Orthodox Jews will pray it daily. Not only are they to hear, but they're also to remember 
They are to remember what God has done and remember his commandments. They are to tell their children and their children's children these things that they hear. Going forward, Moses is going to continue to encourage the Israelites to remain faithful to God's law before moving on to going through the laws one at a time to remind them of what they all are. That's Deuteronomy 4 to 6. Now let's look at Psalm 54. This psalm is associated with David, specifically referencing the Ziphites, who are a group from the tribe of Judah, the same tribe as David, who betrayed him twice. Have a look at 1 Samuel 23 verse 19 and then 26 verse 1. The psalm falls into the category of lament psalm. Here is a summary of the structure, but I would recommend checking out the written version of this commentary in the description to see the structure properly for yourself. We start in verses 1 to 2, a request. Verse 3, the problem. Verses 4 to 5, a declaration of trust. And then verses 6 to 7, the psalmist's response. The psalm opens with two of the most common requests of God. Save me and hear me. There's nothing worse than feeling like God is blind to your struggle or hiding from you. The psalmist wants to know that God hears them and will rescue them. The psalmist then brings their struggle. Wicked men have risen up against them. They seek the psalmist's life and do not care about what God wants. Having shared their problem with God and asking for help, the psalmist now declares their trust in God. The Lord helps and sustains the psalmist. He has also repays the wicked with their own wickedness because he is faithful to his people. Confident now that God will answer, the psalmist turns to how they will respond to God's goodness. They will make offerings and sacrifices and give thanks to God for his goodness. These would have been public demonstrations so that others can see the goodness God has done to the psalmist. 